everyone to a new episode of Brain Pop Podcast. Oh, I am half of your host, Bobby G, along with... Hi, I'm the other half. My name's Keith, but you knew that already. Yeah, it's Keith. Uh, we, took a, we took a week off. Hey, you know, I think... I think the world deserved a week off. I think people are still, I know I, for one, still having to come down from the fateful findings <laughs> yeah. episode because that that was a, a doozy and a half. It was a doozy. And it, it, was a, it was a busy week last week, especially towards the end when we usually do our recordings uh, for the podcast. Um, and, you know, and I, I went out of town and enjoyed a festival. And so you went to go look at furniture, right? Yeah, furniture fest. Furniture fest. Furniture Did you fest. See any sleeper sofas? Hmm. Do you see any nice sleeper sofas? Um, no, I, I, I did see. I did see an evergreen terrace. Oh, that was, that was pretty nice. <laughs> oh, 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 Amazing, amazing! I had a good weekend. My dog right now is. I was wondering if that was your dog or it, she's she's still stuck in hardcore mode right yeah. now. Evidently, she's ready to open this pit up. Yep, yep. You know, and and I, <laughs> uh, I saw somebody post up a, a, a saying that said uh, something like um, every you know. So, anyways, I the you know how hardcore bands tell you like you know. Uh, Look, get in, get in, move in, you know, and stuff like that. I want to see you move and stuff like that. And I'm just like, but you know, he's like, bro, I'm tired, <laughs> you know. And they're like, say, get the fuck up. It's like, bro, I'm taking a seat right now, man. I'm really <laughs> tired. It's hot out here, you know. That's the age that I'm at now. Instead of actually getting in the pit, I like stand in the back and like, yep, still sounds good. <laughs> Speaking of age, you're at now. Happy birthday, man. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Today is officially your birthday. Yes, it is. Um, is it everything you dreamed it would be? Absolutely. Good. <laughs> Absolutely. It's all you can uh, ask for of, these days. Huh? It's all you can really ask for these yeah. days. I, I had a day of going to the dog park with my with my dog. Fantastic place. And uh, <laughs> watching the Woodstock 99, Woodstock 99 documentary, which made me feel like, oh, yeah, that's right. I was around when that happened, and I remembered it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, the perfect way to celebrate my birthday and then dinner with the folks. Yeah. Well, good. Good yeah. deal. Good deal. Thank you very much. So this week, hey, well, before, well, how's be- your week? Before I, I don't want to jump before. Your- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks for acknowledging me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Explained everything that I did. But. Yeah. Uh, well, where do I start? So, um, uh, well. Uh, yeah, it was okay. It was okay. It's a man. I'm sure something happened, but I can't remember what now. It's a oh, long week last week for some reason. Long week, yeah. Uh, yeah, it just keeps going. Hey, before we hop into that, real quick, mm-hmm. I just wanted to go back. I'm still stuck on faithful findings. I'm so sorry. No, that's okay. But um, and I took a screenshot of this so I wouldn't forget. So I'd remember to bring it up to you. Damn it. Um, so Neil Breen recently tweeted. Pre-production on my sixth indie theatrical feature film is going great. Got the money, secured the location, got a soundstage, a three-camera shoot, which is two more than anything else he's ever had. He's got a CGI artist, which I hope is the guy from Birdemic. (laughs) Got an editor, 
etc., etc. Very exciting. Oh, wow, so he kind of stepped up in the world. He's not doing everything now, except well, for... Here's my thing. When the credits roll and it has an N or a B in it, it'll just be no brain. It's <laughs> just making up names. But um, I was so excited that I told Chelsea about it, and her reaction was, this is your fault. How's it my fault? You keep buying his stuff. <laughs> this is your fault. Yes, this is what I want in life, man. I want more Neil Breen. We are we are carrying on his dream, his vision, people. I mean, that's all we can do. Yeah. I yeah. mean, we need more Breens. We, we need, need more, more Breen films. And I'm excited to see what he does with a uh, uh, with people <laughs> <laughs> with people different than prostitutes. Yeah. Uh, speaking of prostitutes, <laughs> speaking of whores, <laughs> whores. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. So, so the world recently lost um, a wonderful comedian, um, one of my favorites uh, yep. for sure. Uh, from that whole like Saturday Night Live timeline, there's always been. I would say there's three people that I've, that I hold up above everybody else. Uh, it's Will Ferrell. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. I guess there's only two people because I can't remember the third, but it's Will Ferrell and it's Norm MacDonald. Yeah. So, um, and, and he recently passed away, which is mm-hmm. very, very, very sad. Very sad. Oh, Bill Murray. Damn it. I'm so sorry. Bill Murray. Yeah. Bill Murray. <laughs> yes. From the SNL crew. That's a, I, I would have to say Norm is definitely one of them. Um, I was a huge Chris Farley fan. Uh, yes. SNL, I yeah. hold in high regard. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> And it, it is amazing who has come through those doors. But I remember Chris Farley definitely being one. And Will Ferrell. I say I'd have to place Will Ferrell on high. And then, but Norm MacDonald, for some reason, really stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it was the way that he did his weekend updates. Which was the best. It was really the best. I mean, he took over for Colin, right? Mm-hmm. After Colin left. And he took over. And I remember my stepdad not liking him like he was anti norm mcdonald but something about him like the way that he was so dry pan i guess yeah and that's, and his delivery was just yeah, hilarious to me you, either you got it or you didn't mm-hmm. um and he really didn't have he there was very little shame in anything he said you know yeah. um it's he yeah Happened to be doing the weekend update during the O.J. Simpson fiasco, <laughs> which was some really just brilliant comedy. It know? really was. And I mean, and the guy. But truly, truly did not like O.J. Simpson. Truly, you know, it was like, did, would not hold anything back. No. Nope. And, and eventually it, it did get him fired and in the long run. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say that's not the reason, but... I believe that's the reason, you know, politics that, in that, the back, that, you know. That was the reason in going into um, kind of an early segue on this, but that's why this movie is one of the reasons I, I heard is why this movie got pushed back um, mm-hmm. a year because it, one of the people involved in it was friends with O.J. Simpson. So he tried to fight or it was somebody from the production company or something like that it was friends with oj simpson so he tried to fight it to have it not released at all um Mm -hmm. so it got pushed back for for over a year a little over a year yeah and it it, 
really, really just BS. And I think it really kind of did put Norm Macdonald in a black ball area, especially with Hollywood, possibly, and any of the upper TV echelon, I guess, and other type of companies, because... Because, I mean, to, to really tell you the truth, about the about the 2000s, you know, Norm was just probably just doing Norm. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he had a TV show at one point. He, he had a couple that were, like, short-lived. Short-lived, yeah. Uh, his movie career wasn't too big. Um, this surprised I mean, he made – he was in – he had some roles in a lot of movies. But mm-hmm. this, surprisingly, was, like, the only one that he was, like, the starring role in, mm-hmm. which I, I just – There is another one that I do really – Love though, and that's screwed. And that one has him and yeah. Dave Chappelle in it. I always and forget about screwed. Yeah. And it's Dave Chappelle before you even know who Dave Chappelle is. Mm-hmm. And Danny DeVito being crazy ass Danny DeVito. Yeah. Like it's a really good movie. If you haven't ever seen Screwed, check that one out for sure. In fact, I think it's on Netflix right now. Uh but but Norm Norm McDonald really was that person that like you know, especially in the late 90s, early 2000s, he was one of the casts that really went from the early to mid-90s cast when everybody got famous mm-hmm. and led into the early 2000 group, which was has yet to be famous, but we knew they were going places, mainly Will Ferrell at this time yeah. and Chris Kattan. Well, even at that um, point, even in this movie, um, Adam Sandler makes a... a brief appearance in it, but he really hadn't done anything at that point as far as his own movies. Well, when Billy Madison came out, had already come out by this point. Had it come out? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I'm pretty sure Billy Madison, which Norm McDonald's in that. He plays yeah. one of the slacker friends that love to burn shit on people's porches. Because <laughs> I, I always love the scene where he like just wakes up by the poolside at Billy's house and he's like, hey, you know what? I just heard a funny story. And he looks over to like talk to Billy and it's like, Where's Billy? He's like, he's at school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they're so hung on ways that they didn't even know Billy Madison was gone. Yeah. I feel like a lot of Norm McDonald's roles are just based on his life anyways. But could you imagine, could you imagine like a daily show with Norm McDonald? Oh, and I love, and don't get me wrong. I love uh, John Stewart and, and Noah, uh, Trevor Noah, Noah Trevor, Trevor Noah, Trevor Noah, whoever the, the new guy. He's really great too, but man, could you imagine, especially in the '90s, Norm Macdonald, a '90s version of The Daily Show, just like a a longer weekend update, essentially, mm-hmm. with Norm Macdonald instead. Man, that would have been because you know, in a lot of senses, to me, uh, well, I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't compare him to Colbert. Colbert was is different, but. Colbert really did have that drive, but he also was that kind of like, I'm going to be conservative, but not be conservative. Yeah, Colbert had to play the the villain to Jon Stewart, essentially. Yeah. Um, because the whole thing, and it's funny how the world is, it, it does make a, a social commentary on all that, but, you know, a lot of people use The Daily Show, and um, which I think Trevor Noah is a little bit more into news, making real news funny, but... Which John Stewart was too. John Stewart would, would like really challenge, you know, Tucker Carlson and and, and mm-hmm. Bill O'Reilly and all these people. Hell, he had him on a show at some points, you know. Have he you actually ever, showed up on Daily Show? Yeah. Have you ever um, Have you ever watched the, the old YouTube videos of like him going on Tucker, Tucker Carlson or 
Bill O'Reilly. I think I've seen a few. Dude, of them. it's funny. And it's like he was really calling them out, and they they would get like flustered, and and it would just become like a almost like a Jerry Springer type moment where you, you don't really know what to say, so you just start yelling. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Or you just start like, or you just start, you know, if he calls them out and makes these these brilliant points. And then all they've got is like, well, you come on after South Park. And he's like, yeah, I come on after South Park. <laughs> like, uh, like, why the demographic yeah, is still watching. Like, yeah. So right? like, why are people coming to me for news when they should be coming to you guys? But, but people are trusting me to deliver, you know what I mean? And I'm like, not even an anchor. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm like a st- extended yeah, comedian. Just a comedian. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so those are always, those, those and, are always delightful to me. And really going back to it, all that would not have happened. If not for, I, I really feel SNL's weekend update, which mm-hmm. had been around, of course, long before Norm McDonald. Mm-hmm. But that whole stereotype of news and comedy mix, I really do feel came from SNL's mm-hmm. weekend updates. Yeah. And, you know, you had Chevy Chase that did it. You had Bill Murray that did it. I'm not too sure. Did Bill I'm Murray do in, it? Yeah. Cause I he, know Chevy he, Chase did. Cause that, that I think was, he did. He might have done a few of them. That was always the one that was like, you know, everybody always compared him to like Norm Macdonald was has been the best one since Chevy Chase or whatever. Yeah. And then uh, I think even Chevy Chase made a, a joke about it mm-hmm. um, at some point. So don't ask me about the '80s because the '80s were a blur for SNL. Even there, there's nothing much. We all forget that Robert Downey Jr. was an SNL cast member from mm-hmm. the '80s. Yeah. <laughs> that's how that's how much we forget about the '80s SNL because really and truly about the early '90s was when it came back popular and you had so many good things that were going on. Norm and Norm McDonald and Colin Farrell were the ones that's a Colin Farrell, is that right? Yeah. Colin Farrell. No, no Colin, Colin Quinn. Colin Quinn. Colin Quinn. Colin Quinn, yeah. Mm-hmm. Colin Quinn that really because Colin <laughs> Quinn did a good job too. But when Norm took over, I think it got really good. I did no, I thought I thought Colin Quinn did it after Norm. I think it was Norm after him, and then I can't remember who took over. Um, we might have to do a little Google search here, yeah. but because really, truly, the whole episode is yeah, it, it really doesn't matter, I guess. Yeah. Um, um, I, th- I think I think we're wrong on a lot of things. <laughs> we could so this be. wouldn't be the, this is all opinions anyway. Yeah, this Yay. wouldn't be the first time. So. We just we know what history that we do know from this time period. I do know that the early '90s were a very big hot point for SNL. It was the thing to sit down and watch. You had so many good people who came out of that era and ended up banking on their popularity. And Norm MacDonald was one of them, even though it was done in a little bit of a uh, a different way. But for me in the late 90s, mainly when this movie uh, that we're going to talk about today, which is... Dirty work. Oh, oh man, you, you were right. So okay, so because now I feel obligated to the people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So it looks like it was um, Dan Aykroyd. Mm-hmm. I do remember. Did Jane Curtin for a little bit? Is it Jane Curtin? It was Chevy Chase and then Bill Murray. Then Colin Quinn, then Kevin Nealon. Kevin Nealon was good. I liked him. Kevin Nealon was good. Yes. Yeah. I, did, I, I couldn't remember who took after Norm. Yeah. It was Kevin Norm, Nealon. and it looks like it was. Um, it's, this isn't any kind of order. It looks like, but. Um, yeah. And Jimmy, Tina Fey did a good job. Jimmy too. Fallon did it for a while. Mm-hmm. I think. 
possibly Dennis Miller did it for a while. Oh man, um, I forgot about Dennis mm-hmm. Miller. Yeah. So, anyways, it, it, Dennis it, Miller was the '80s. Mm-hmm. He was the late '80s, right? Dennis Miller. I wish this thing was in order. Yeah, because some of those are. I know that makes sense. I think okay. Dennis Miller so, was before Colin Quinn. No, no, oh. no, no. So it was it was it was Kevin Nealon from ninety one to ninety four, Norm McDonald ninety four to ninety seven, Colin Quinn uh, was a little bit after that. Oh yeah, Kevin Colin Quinn was ninety eight to two thousand. Okay. Um, Polar, Dennis Miller was wow. Dennis Miller did it was for a long time from 85 to 91. I was about to say Dennis Miller was a huge one. He yeah. he he lasted and he did a good job. Yeah. I remember his too. He was definitely the uh early 90s start cuz I think he was the one that used to have um well heck I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Joe Piscopo did it in 84. That was the 80s. <laughs> yeah. <I think. laughs> it was definitely 84. We forget too that's the same time Eddie Murphy was a member as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. Did you say it already? Uh, yeah. If they if they haven't already read the title to the podcast. To the thing, yeah. yeah. So we're doing dirty work. Dirty work. Dirty work. In remembrance of Norm McDonald, we are going to review dirty work. Which, to be fair, this was supposed to be what we did last week. <laughs> yeah. <But> we, <laughs> we took a break. Yeah. Faithful <laughs> findings. <laughs> damn you. Yeah, damn you. Um, so this movie was released in 1998, um, June of 1998 which this dates this date is of importance to me because it's something that i had to research so this this is not the last movie that chris farley was in but chris farley did die shortly after this movie Mm -hmm. was uh before it was released yeah that's why at the end they have that one like outtake with him and norm and that's it Mm -hmm. there's not a it's not a, this movie is dedicated to Chris Farley, but this seriously was probably one of his last bits that he did as far it, as the movie. It w- yeah, I think he may have filmed one more uh, that, like, was, that re- released before this. It was like that Going East movie. No, it wasn't Going East. It was some, it was some type of cowboy movie or was something that, like that. Was Chris Farley in that? I know it was like and Matthew Perry. Matthew yeah. Perry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I, I guess it was that one. And then, um, but yeah, this one came out afterwards because like we were talking about earlier, you know, Mm-hmm. Getting pushed back right. um, for for various reasons. Because um, well, I'll, I'll skip to the uh, Farley passed in ninety seven. He he died December eighteenth, nineteen ninety seven, and then the movie was released June ninety eight. Mm-hmm. So it was only a few months after he died that this movie was released. Chris Farley was so good in this. Oh, I love him. Man, Chris Farley was so good but, in this. But you know what? I really noticed about this. This is definitely coked up. Chris Farley, I feel a lot of sadly. Yeah. You could see it in him. He's so sweaty. Mm-hmm. Like he's so just like worked to death. You can see it in him. There was uh, something whenever the, um, within that scene where he's at the jukebox, which another one <laughs> yeah. of the funniest scenes because <laughs> they're like getting ready for this bar fight. <laughs> <laughs> and, he goes, and he says, uh, he's like, yeah, I'm going to play. Oh, man, what was a Street Fighting Man yeah, by the Rolling Stones. Stones. And then he comes out and it's, uh, <laughs> he, he hits the button. and it's, G7. It's like, it's like you, you hit G8 or something like that. And Pina Colada starts playing. <laughs> but it looks like he legitimately frightened the guy that he was in the scene with. Um, yeah. 
And so, yeah, I mean, he was, he was probably. There was a few he, scenes where he's really frightening. Like the whole, uh, we're getting into the movie further along, but I, I guess it's cool. We're talking about Farley a little bit here, but I know he was really close with Norm. But the scene where he's talking to the skunks, like, <laughs> <laughs> so all the boys, <laughs> he's just like, right? <laughs> they say the man with one eye. <laughs> uh, man yeah that, this was it, so many good lines from Chris this mm-hmm. was great Chris Farley but in a sad way too you could I, I really could see a lot of Chris falling apart in this movie mm-hmm. as well he's really sweaty he just looks like he is absolutely worked to death and gas mm-hmm. in a lot of scenes um, but yeah um, but still this is one of the fantastic movies. I remember watching this in the 90s. In fact, if it came out in 98, I, I believe I was working at the theaters at this point. Yeah. And I think I was working at the theaters when this movie came out. Yeah. So uh, I do remember seeing this movie and having to see it a few times. Um, but um, so we're going to start from the beginning. I know we kind of went into a little bit of the movie, but we start off with um, this kid Mitch at school and, and everything like that. And it sets the story up of how his friend Mitch and or Mitch, who is played by Norm McDonald and his friend, Sam, who is played by Artie Lang, who, man, that's a, that's a guy mm-hmm. in itself and has been through a lot himself. Yeah. If, and not to be, I'm not trying to make a joke here or anything, but if, if I was to, you were a betting man, bet, like Chevy Chase is man, in this movie. Yeah, if I was a betting man, I would say Artie would have been gone a long time ago, you know, long yeah. before Norm. But but yeah. Artie's super healthy now. I mean, yeah. he's gotten his his life together. He's he's doing he's doing great, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, you know. and, and and if he listens to it, then you know, man, good for you, dude. We're so happy and sorry for the loss of your friend, Norm. Ooh, he's been he's kind of friends with everybody, oh, man. Speaking, so. speaking of going back real quick to uh, yeah. people listening to the podcast that maybe have a theory, yeah, have a theory. So you know, Mr. T's on cameo now, right? Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I have this theory that he heard the like he just randomly googles his name sometimes, and maybe our last like our flavor wave podcast came up and he was like, what is this cameo? <laughs> like, and then he looked into it and was like, yeah, I should be doing this. I should be doing this. I can make a little bit of cheddar on the side. He's, he's, Cause he's charging like, so it's like $350 for like a person, which is not, it's not bad. It's, it's, it's a uh, um, Gary Busey money. But, but if you're a company charges like a thousand dollars, damn the man. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense to me. That makes sense. So the movie starts off as Sam and Mitch is pretty much going through their life as a child. Um, we meet Pops, who is played by an actor, uh, a veteran actor of Jack Warden, who's been around since, good Lord, the 50s, and um, who plays his father and stuff like that. I really love I really love Jack Warden in this movie, though. He's such a... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this movie. This movie seriously brings back the word "whore" to a high new level. <laughs> he, he is a he. He was never. He was never. He was a professional boxer, but never really like made it. I guess. Yeah. Um. But yeah, is like right off the bat, just wants whores. <laughs> he just wants whores. Just, just and this is. 
part of this, so, you know, it, it, it's, it was written by somebody else, but you could tell it was kind of based around Norm MacDonald's because nobody said the word whore better than Norm MacDonald, you he know, so like everybody, anytime he, cause he was always doing it in, um, I was always like his punchline a lot of times in a uh, weekend update, stuff like that. Um, cause I remember one thing he was talking about Madonna and he's, he said something about, um, he was like, he was talking about, um, when she had her baby or something like that. And, um, and he's, he, you know, the, the weight and the height of it or whatever. And he's like, and it makes that the third largest thing to go through her vagina. Cause she's a whore. <laughs> Cause she's a whore. <laughs> it is like his timing on it was like. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, so we kind of go through his childhood. We find out his mom died when he was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and everything like that. And, and and he never knew his dad. He never knew his dad. No, he never knew his dad. But Sam and Mitch have been pulling pranks on people their whole life. Bullies, though. So it was like legitimate kind of. It, it was something they grew up doing that yeah. uh, first. And this was uh, these. Uh, and you couldn't get away with this now. I don't think, you know. <laughs> Uh, but like, so the first, the first when they were kids yes. and they said in the, you know, I forget what that, what the bully did, but, um, he's like, he goes to, uh, to, to, uh, Artie, what's his name? Yeah. Uh, Sam, Sam, he, he goes to Sam and he's, he's like, um, can we get in your dad's gun cabinet? <laughs> it's, <laughs> like, it's like, oh so, shit. Yeah. And it's like, oh, where, what are we doing? Then. And then it cuts to like he's just putting guns in the kid's desk. And then and then so Norm McDonald's doing an over voice. Don't worry, we yeah. didn't use them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we. It's not this what you think. This movie came out in '98, yeah. a year before mm-hmm. <laughs> Columbine happened. Yeah, and it was it was well, it was shot. Columbine happened in like '98. It happened. Oh, it happened right? in '98. Okay, but it had yeah, been yeah. filmed before before <laughs> Columbine. Was, oh yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, so that's yeah. <laughs> so, and then the first thing happened with his aunt at his mom's funeral, and we we finally get this thing that's an ongoing running joke through the movie is his note to self, which and was it, also part of uh, his weekend update. Yeah, stick. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So the credits roll, and this is where the treat of where all this genius in this movie, in some of this genius coming in the movie, the movie is directed by Bob Saget. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This movie the was fr- the the clean cut dad from Full House, and this movie was originally supposed to be rated R, and, yeah. and they couldn't because this was like a time before something about Mary mm-hmm. and the Apatos and all this stuff where it was like it's kind of commonplace to have rated R comedy movies. Yeah, this one without and like I know like Porky's and stuff like that was all like rated R too, but this right. was was a. But still, yet was, when Porky's came out, I don't think the MPAA was a thing. Yet. Maybe not. Maybe not. Um, but this was like a, so Bob Saget is a raunchy, <laughs> raunchy man, you know, like he is a filthy, filthy person who, you know, had a job to play as Danny Tanner and did a great job. The the but filthiest man playing the cleanest man. Yeah. And I think that was the big joke a yeah. lot of times. Yeah. Cause he had just left, um, in full house, I think it'd been over for a minute, but he had just left America's, uh, funniest home videos too. Mm-hmm. So where you had to play kind of that Danny Tanner, right. like that clean, clean guy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, but then if you go see a stand-up, it's like, whoa, <laughs> yeah. this is not the same guy. Like people, mm-hmm. 
And it really I, showed up in the nineties because think, there was the one thing that happened in Half Bait mm-hmm. where he was where yeah. he was in the audience, and I think that blew people's mind where you had yeah. Danny Tanner stand ups like he used to blow guys for coke and and back alleyways yeah. all the time, you know. And it's like, holy shit, I, I did think, they just say that? I think and I, I don't know the details, but I think because of like Full House, because of his contracts with ABC, he wasn't allowed to do a lot of his stand up stuff. Like he wasn't allowed to really tour or anything like that. So nobody, he'd been doing it for years before Full House in America's Funny Some Videos, but nobody really knew that he wasn't a household name until those things. So then when he's done with that and he can finally like do his own thing again it was like oh my god <laughs> what <laughs> and it was a shock to everybody because back then there was no internet so we didn't know mm-hmm. that he was this comedian this raunchy comedian yeah we thought he was danny, danny Tan- tanner i Mr. didn't even know he was a comedian yeah i mean until much years later Not late as as 90s, stand-up, yeah. yeah so yeah, they, just- did, they did a good job on keeping it hush hush back then yeah because i mean back then it was we- easier it was easier. It was, so it was it's so much easier. Because Raunchy to us back then was like Andrew Dice Clay, Sam mm-hmm. Kennison. Uh, who's the other guy? Uh, um, shit, I can't think of the comedian's name. There was a bunch of them. And, of course, there's obviously the ones like Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor and stuff like that. But, like... But that, but they were out there. We didn't know that Bob Saget was on that same line, yeah, too. <laughs> when you think of Bob Saget and comedy, you, you would have thought... Of Bill Cosby in comedy, you yeah. know, I mean, he had his like edgier moments, but not, but he was still like the dad from the Cosby Show, you know. Mm-hmm. That's that's I would have, I would have not knowing any better, I would have put Danny Tanner, Bob Saget in the same that same boat. But then the reality hit, and it's like, oh my god, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. all right, Bob Saget, <laughs> people roofies. <laughs> Hey man, he uh Bill Cosby's out of jail for that now. So so let's leave him let's leave him alone. Unlike that filthy R. Kelly. <laughs> That's right. So the credits are rolling at the beginning. We we meet Norm McDonald uh on his rush to get a pizza delivered. Mm-hmm. And he's two minutes late, and that means the pizza is free. Yeah, and this guy's a dick. And like. I was like, and so because I, yeah, I'd forgotten about those. It was thirty minutes or less, and I was like, man, they still did that then. And then I guess they, they, you know, they, they talk about it later. Um, yeah, that guy was a nice house. Um, nice, you know, had a, a uh, obviously had money, had a good career. Why are you trying to get this man fired oh. from his job for and trying to get a free pizza? Yeah. Just a free pizza, dude. He even says, come on, man, please. You yeah. know, it's like, it, it's such a tool, you know. And and this is like one of the guys that's like, wow. It's like, I wonder somewhere in the deleted cut scenes, like he went back to that dude and fucked him up, like with some of his dirty work. Maybe, maybe. It's definitely possible. I When he got back to the restaurant and he was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was saying, oh, man, what was the pizza place thing? I can't remember. Um, yeah, but... Yeah, he uh, he's going through and he's like, yeah, and he said he's going to kick all your asses. And he's like... He started using like... Uh, like like uh, derogatory, like... Yeah, yeah like and... Um, racial innuendos and yeah, stuff like that. The guy said that. Yeah, and, um, and, and then and they're like, no, nah, man, he called us. <laughs> he called us. <laughs> and told us you like cussed him out or something like that. 
that you were late. Yeah. He did, yeah, that you were late. And then comes the next ongoing uh run of the of the thing uh being thrown out of places <laughs> so in this part this part was funny when he's going home he's going back to his apartment and he's passing all these people and they're wearing his clothes <laughs> and he's just like looking at him like the way he you gotta see it to understand it but the way his delivery on that didn't say a word just look at him was so funny to me <laughs> and yeah his look yeah he just had a good look to him and um um it was like it was like one of those things like hey this looks familiar mm-hmm. this looks familiar um but didn't think anything about it you know it was mm-hmm. just normal day also uh during the scene when he's on his way to the house uh a great song starts to play semi charming kind of life by mm-hmm. third eye blonde the soundtrack in this movie on a few songs is really like top-notch 90s shit 90s movies had great soundtracks yeah. and, and i get and maybe it's just because of um you know, my bias. era. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a lot of songs I like. I mean, they yeah, played Semi Charm Life. They played Green Day. They were playing um, Pina Colada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Street fighting, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so Semi Charm plays. So that's a good song. And uh, the girlfriend's tossing the stuff out of the thing. That's where he finds out, like, well, this is all my shit. Mm-hmm. People are wearing, you know. Yeah, he tosses his popcorn machine. Out. Yeah, it, yeah. What he did buy? <laughs> what did he say? He said something about it, um, about his popcorn machine, and then she just like throws it out. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing he carries with. Them. Yeah, because he says, "Hey, how about this? How about I come up when we have dirty sex <laughs> and like make up <laughs> or something like that?" <laughs> He's all about it. He was, but see, that was the brilliance of Norm Macdonald, and a lot of people said that after he died, his like. He just delivered the joke. There was mm-hmm. no dancing around the bush with the joke. I'm just going to punch it into you. Yeah. And if you laugh, you laugh. Yeah. If you didn't, you didn't. And there was a lot of people back then that didn't. Because I know there was tons of people I used to be around that hated Norm McDonald. And I was like one of the few that was like, I love Norm McDonald. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's what he was good about. Yeah. Like, it was so funny. And so he's carrying his popcorn machine. Or no, he he's sitting out front of Sam's house. Mm-hmm. With the popcorn machine, and Sam walks up, and he mentions he, you know, he passed his car, and he's going to help him out and give him a place to stay with him and his pops. Mm-hmm. So this is where we first meet Artie Lang as Sam, um, and we meet his father Jack Warden, who uh, pops, who's just sitting in his lounger <laughs> watching women do aerobics. <laughs> Did so. Well, there's the there's another scene outside where he asks for a shirt back from the guy with the hairy. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he's like, hey, that's my shirt, and the guy's like, okay, he starts giving it back, and he's like, like the hairiest, like Sasquatch hairy. He's like, oh, never mind. <laughs> like, I was talking to the other guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so when they go in, they, they pops is watching that workout video. You know, did you recognize that video? Uh, it just looked like aerobics. Friday the thirteenth. It, it was in Friday the thirteenth four. It's the same, oh, same aerobics God. video. Really? Friday. Yeah. Oh, nice yeah. catch. Yeah. So, um, which I guess back then, I guess <laughs> that, that aerobics video made us rounds. <laughs> yeah. um, so, and the guy was, the guy that did that video, I mean, this was like a real thing. I guess you could like look it up or whatever. Um, but it was a real thing. He used to do like uh, essentially porn aerobics. <laughs> so... <laughs> That's 
still a thing. Mm, well, uh-huh, I know. Uh-huh. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, and at this point, I, love, I do like the scene. Like, so, you know, Sam asks Mitch to sit and hang out with his dad. His dad does mention something about, like, oh, Sam comes home and he says, been nice if you brought a whore with you. <laughs> it's like, okay, we know where this guy's stance is right now. Yeah. Anyway, Sam has to leave to go get a jack, and he asks Mitch to hang out with his dad. Sam goes kind of through this bill. You know how I feel about your dad. He kind of creeps me out and stuff <laughs> like that. And he's telling Sam this in a whisper voice, kind of in another room. Yeah. You know, yeah. but not too far away. Yeah. And Mitch sits down with him after Sam leaves the room and they start having a conversation. And all of a sudden, like, I just want you to know I'm proud of you. And, he, <laughs> and he's like, and I'm that creepy son of a bitch. You <laughs> son of a bitch. And he wants to start strangling Mitch. I kill you. I kill this son of Sam. Come in. It's like, it's like, back the fuck off, Sam. I'm going to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> so he overheard him talking about how creepy he was and the look on norm's face in this scene he is terrified yeah he's terrified of pops yeah he's like i can still hear you know <laughs> damn it uh and uh so yeah that kind of it kind of it kind of steers away from that and i think it leads to the bar scene mm-hmm. Where Sam and Pops, or I'm sorry, Sam and Mitch are just sitting at the bar talking. And then Mitch starts talking aloud. Yeah, I forget what they're they're talking about how bad the day's been or whatever. And he's like, he's like, but you know, at least I didn't get my nose bit off by a Saigon whore. (laughs) And he says, and then it's like slow, it cuts over to Chris Farley sitting, sitting with his beer and he's, and he just like goes straight Chris Farley. Yeah. And, slot slow turn. Yeah, and Chris Farley is, and he's like, "No, I'm just, I'm just kidding, you know, whatever." Yeah, um, but you, but the first thing you see is like this half-bitten nose yeah. on Chris Farley because he turns around slow and it's a close-up, and you just see this half-bitten nose yeah. of Chris Barley. and then Mitch like, "I, oh, you know, I'm just fucking with you, Jimmy." <laughs> and then Chris does this whole like, "Okay, you know, yeah, just friends, adorable Chris Farley." So and then and then this is Sam sees the attractive woman, so yeah. he's going to go hit on her, which is obviously because like, Mitch set him up for that, right? Yeah, Mitch told told him, and "You got to forgive me this. I watched this last week, so I'm yeah. kind of uh, blanking on some things." But um, so, but Mitch sets him up in, to go talk to her, and he's like, "Hey, she's she's checking you out," and he's, and Sam's like, "Really?" He goes, "Yeah, go talk to her." So Sam walks over there. And what was his line? His line was like so bad. Hey, I live at home with my dad. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> the worst pickup line ever. What I got to admire about this scene, though, seriously, is that Mitch was still just that good friend that, like, I'm pretty sure. My friend ain't gonna have a chance. I mean, this chick was gorgeous, and this is already lame. Like, yeah, big dude. But he went over there and took his shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and confidence, man. Hey, guys, it just <laughs> takes confidence. Yeah. But whatever you do, do not tell them that you live with your dad. No. I don't give a shit how don't, confident you don't, are. Don't open up with that line. No. Um. But yeah, that's so. And another thing I loved about it is that he didn't leave afterwards. Like she didn't kind of no. like she ignored him. But he stuck it out. He stuck um, it out. 
And then, so then it cuts to Norm, uh, to, to Mitch, and a, a, a blonde lady that... We don't get her name. No, we don't get her name, but she stands up. To, she's up there at the bar next to him just trying to get a drink or whatever. And there's and, a commercial for Travis Cole on the TV that he yeah. watches or the news thing about Travis Cole. Yeah, and Mitch mentions something about he, he, this guy's got it all. You don't know? take shit from nobody. Yeah, uh, yeah and she kind of is like, yeah, he's, he's, he's not that great. Probably not that great or whatever. Um, and Mitch makes a, a bad joke that she laughs at. Um, and it was one of the least funny jokes I, of the movie to me. But she laughs at it, whatever. And then it, um, they get to talking. Then it cuts back to Sam and the lady. And now a frat guy has come up. And he's also hitting on this girl. And and Sam's like, like the lady doesn't want to talk to you or whatever. Oh, <laughs> so, back off. so back off. And then he's like, yo, what are you going to do? And he's like, well, I'll beat your ass. And then all the frat guy's friends start coming up. Yeah. And, and well, she like, says she actually says she turns around. It's like, oh, which yeah. one do you want? She's like, I think y'all should fight for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. So, so Sam's character is pretty stout. His dad was a boxer. Mm-hmm. He ain't got no fear. Yeah. He's like, let's fight. Yeah. Let's do it. You know, I love that. I, I like I like Sam a lot and his character because he's the exact opposite of Mitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Mitch's Mitch's defense. I mean, he was like. When he he looked over and saw what was going on, he was like, "I gotta like, go help my friend out." Yeah, I gotta go help my friend get her ass kicked or something <laughs> like that. Um, and so then it cuts back to, so they start a bar fight. I mean, oh, he does say this one line. He's like, he's like, so can I be on their team? <laughs> <laughs> he already knew that this was going to suck. Yeah, because <laughs> it was like five of them against two, or something like that. The um and this, this is when like, going back to bartender's like looks like there's gonna be a fight. Mm-hmm. I got the perfect song for it. Yeah, Chris Farley is 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 so excited about it, and he's like, so he puts money in the jukebox, and he's like, I'm gonna play uh, Street Fighting Man by the Rolling Stones. G seven. <laughs> Do you like Peter Collins? <laughs> Like, you just said, if you like it, then somebody gets racked with a chair or a bar stool. So the rest of the bar fight is Pina Colada playing in the background, which is amazing. And then the next throw of Mitch gets through a window. Yeah. And then he has a note to self. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember what the oh, note man, to self what, was. Yeah. Um, but this leads... To the first dirty work. Yeah. Yeah. Of, so. Uh, of the adults. So they have. Um, wait a second. We skipped over a major plot point. No, we did. Yeah. Pops had a heart attack. It happens after this. It did happen after that? Because yeah. I thought they were talking about. No, because they screw the guys and then they come back home to, to let Pops know about it. Okay, and they were, okay. And they were like celebrating, and then Sam walks out of the room. So I thought I thought Sam had mentioned something about spending the last of the money they'd saved up on cop uniforms. Mm-mm. Okay. Well, anyway, so <laughs> so they rent some cop uniforms. <laughs> yeah, they, they they rent some cop uniforms somehow, some way. And um, so they go they they find this frat uh, party, um, and they they go inside. They go inside and they just talk to somebody. They get somebody's name, uh, some random name from somebody. 
Um, then they go back outside. This is back in a payphone days. They go find a payphone. They call a frat party. And they're like, hey, man, this is uh, Kevin. This is, uh, just want to let you know, man, there's some fake cops running around. And they're just, they're not real cops. They're just coming in and stealing all their shit. And like, and, and like, so, you know, if you see them, just beat their ass. And they're like, okay, yeah, gotcha. <laughs> to get back to your obviously homoerotic <laughs> party. <laughs> so, so then, then he, he goes, uh, so he hangs up. And then he calls the police. He goes, "Hello, real cops." Yeah. <laughs> this is such a good one. It's such a good thing. And then the real cops show up. Yeah, he goes, "Hey, real cops." There's a party going on over like hey, this real, address. Yeah, hey, real cops. Yeah, and then so so the real cops show up, and they knock on the door, and they're just doing their thing. It's like. And then the frat guy's like, I know what you're doing, and throws a punch. And then the cops just start beating him down. <laughs> beating the shit out of the front yard. Nightsticks and everything, dude. Like, they're just beating them. <laughs> so Mitch and Sam show up, and they're fake, and they're, like, rented cop uniforms. That's and a couple like, of them are handcuffed. Handcuffed, yeah. It's like, yeah, he goes, don't worry, boys. We'll get it from here. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Sam punches a guy and knocks him out. Mitch punches a guy and just hurts himself. <laughs> <laughs> so Sam has it out and knocks and he's like, I'll get the next one. Um and then so so they go home to Pops and they're celebrating. They're letting him know, yeah, you should have seen what happened and everything like that. I think Sam leaves the room to go get a beer, celebrate or whatever, because it's awesome. And this is when Pops has a heart attack. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> so then kind of Pops has a heart attack. And then Chevy chases your doctor. <laughs> so we go to the hospital. and Which is another just amazing character in this movie. Man, he's so I've, good. I've been quoting, I've been quoting some of Chevy Chase all week long. Every, <laughs> and like the one scene, and man. <laughs> that was my favorite one of all Which one? If I was a betting man, I'd bet on death. <laughs> So, so Chevy Chase has a has a, a bad gambling addiction. Owes um, a lot of people a lot of money, but they're going through everything and and talking about you know how much it would it, it would take to uh, I guess basically pop seeds a new heart. Uh, yeah, know. he's way down on the bottom of the list because yeah. of his age. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not high importance. But if they come up with this X amount of money, you know, 50, you get 50,000, you know, higher. But he's like, yeah. And he starts coming clean. He's very honest about everything. He's like, yeah, that's why I've lost a lot of money. You know, I've lost a lot of money on the, <laughs> on the, uh, what was it? The Red Sox and uh, the, the Jets and um, Mr. T. And, and Norm goes, wait a second. <laughs> Telling me you bet against Rocky and Rocky Three? <laughs> he goes, in hindsight, I know it was a mistake. <laughs> It must have been the second fight, right? Because, yeah. I mean, the first fight, yeah. he won. Yeah. yeah. I mean, granted, yeah, Rocky did take a lot of a lot of hits. He took a lot of damage. And he, and he, he did lose at the beginning of the lose. movie. Yeah. So. <laughs> I guess he thought he was going to lose again. Yeah. <laughs> he beat him the first time. There's no reason why he shouldn't beat him the second time. It's not his movie. This is Clubber Lane's. <laughs> <sighs> That's such a good 
smart. So, so then Mitch goes back to the room where Pops is at, and this is when I think Sam leaves to go talk to the doctor again, and Pops reveals that he is Mitch's son or father. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and Mitch doesn't believe and him. Apparently, so apparently is carrying around a a picture in uh, in his locket of him uh him and his mom having sex or something like that right yeah like yeah this is your mom He's like, oh why is she naked <laughs> why would you show me this <laughs> he throws it back at him <laughs> uh pick to prove it yeah that's what i wrote uh Oh, I love his line. He's like, he's like, well, back then we didn't have sexy birth control methods like pulling out. (laughs) (laughs) Man, the more I talk about this movie, like when you watch it, you don't get it, but then you make notes and talk about it. It's like, oh no, this shit's funny. Mm -hmm. This is such a good movie. Uh, and then, of course, Pops doesn't want Mitch to tell Sam because Pops feels like, well, I'm on my deathbed. I don't want my son mad at me. Yeah. You yeah. know. But and, but Mitch is in a situation where, you know, this is his best, his best friend. He he mm-hmm. wants to tell him. And now it turns out they're, they're brothers. Um, so, yeah. So he wants to tell him. But, yeah. yeah. And we made a mistake. <laughs> I know I brought this up about Chevy Chase earlier, but – Actually, the whole speech about him father needing a heart comes after all of this. Okay. Because I have this, are you a betting man? <laughs> Written down as a note, because that's my yeah. favorite line. Are you a betting man? I bet on death. <laughs> <laughs> and then I sit down, Pops needs a heart transplant. They need $50,000 because Doc needs to pay bookies pretty much. Yeah. So so the $50,000 isn't for the heart, it doesn't seem like. No. The $50,000 no. is just so the doctor no, will do no. the procedure, the real, right? Yeah. Yeah, the reality of it is, you know, so it sounds like Chevy Chase is willing to do like a, a back alley heart transplant. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, because the reality is, you know, insurance would have to be involved and there'd be all kinds of different different things scenarios different things that needs to be going on um but Chevy Chase is like nah just do it $50,000 we'll make this happen (laughs) make it happen so after they leave the hospital there's a heartfelt moment when Sam and Mitch are standing on the roof looking at the stars (laughs) it's like this really deep conversation that happens (laughs) and all of a sudden you just hear a guy go hey you son of a bitch (laughs) And Mitchell sound like, are oh, you just pissing off the building? <laughs> He's like, yeah. <laughs> so the whole time Mitch is like having this heartfelt conversation with Sam. He's just taking a leak off the side of this building onto some dude's head. <laughs> and then the dude comes up and he's got piss all over him. Mitch says, that was quite a piss. <laughs> and they get chased off. And then it leads to, I guess, the next day, which is Mitch and Sam in the car. And here comes one of the more popular <laughs> scenes of the movie, this, which was this in the was previews. Great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was in the previews, which is the, the movie line incident and has Green Day playing, which was perfect. Yeah. Uh, so the joke is, you know, um, you know, Mitch goes, oh, man, movie line. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, he doesn't say it. He's just movie line. And, and, movie and line. Sam goes, 
Got it. (laughs) (laughs) Drops trowel in the car, sticks his ass out the side of the window, mooning everybody. And Mitch just stops (laughs) and gets out of the car. I saw the movie. He gets out, pulling his pants up, and the only thing he says is like, you're supposed to keep moving. (laughs) 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 So, this comes to time, and this is also leading to the part right before the movie line scene. They're looking for jobs in the wanted ads. Yeah. And this leads to them trying a couple of odd jobs there. There's one scene where they're construction workers. <laughs> yeah. just going, the, the form is going through everything they need to do. And, and, and Mitch is like, yeah, well, there's one problem with that. We lied on our resume. <laughs> we don't know what's going on. <laughs> Sam just went, when's lunch? <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> and then I don't know. If the, oh yeah. The brownies. Yeah. So then, so then they, I guess they donate their body to science for a trial of some brownies. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> and they're so, and they're they're talking about all these like potential side effects. Something it's, it's probably not going to happen. Um, Sam just is downing brownies. <laughs> Mitch, <laughs> just a little bite, a little pork, just one little bite. Muscle. And then it cuts to their their driving. And Mitch is starting to just is turning red. He's hives. sweating hives. Yeah. Um, and and Sam is just still over there talking. So yeah, just going through like talking about you know this is yeah <laughs> yeah he stops. He goes oh I feel an itch. He goes no nah, it's just a tingle. <laughs> While uh, Mitch is having full on like. Side effects. Side effects. Like he's seeing stuff. He's in a, this is like a natural born killers type moment right here where he's just seeing Adam Sandler is the devil. Mm-hmm. Um, every time he looks over to where Sam is, is Gary Coleman. <laughs> we cook the pig and watch it burn. Burn. <laughs> Gary, Gary Coleman, he looks over where Sam would be, and Gary Coleman is just sitting going, What you talking about? <laughs> what is <laughs> talking about Mitch? Yeah. And he starts laughing in his maniacal way. And then it goes back to Sam is like, Oh, who needs that crappy job, anyways? <laughs> um, so then they so then they do find another job, and it is working for the movie theater. And their <laughs> boss is legendary comedian Don Rickles, and he has <laughs> has one of the best lines in the whole movie. He says, you baby gorilla. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you go back to the zoo and quit bothering everybody? (laughs) Okay, I'm jumping ahead. So they're standing in line and the boss is like letting them know about how the movie theater works. Mm -hmm. They're in their outfits. But I'm going to clear it up for the new guys. And then, so Don Rickles' character is an asshole. Mm -hmm. And he just... It lays into both of them with insults, but Don Rickles is classic comedian, like, and he he's, does it so well. He he's baby, old school, he, fat baby gorilla. Yeah, <laughs> he starts. Um, he starts talking to Sam's stomach, <laughs> stomach, and, it, and Mitch starts laughing about it, and he goes, 
well, you think it's so funny? What are you laughing at? And he goes, I was just laughing because you were talking to, <laughs> talking to, <laughs> talking his, to his stomach. And he's like, and so. Well, why yeah. don't you go on a mountain and don't bother anyone? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. But scaring I, the kids. <laughs> Some shit like that. They have, um, so I guess uh, people from their corporate yeah. um, was coming that night for whatever reason. Um, so. So like, so he's like, yeah, you don't, nobody better mess this up. You'll never work in this town again, or or whatever. And you see, Kevin Farley, Chris Farley's brother, yeah. is is there, is a part of the the crew. Um, so they uh, talking about, you know, he leaves and so like, man, we need to put the guy in his place or whatever. So they're like, yeah, like uh, I think we it was, like our jobs. Yeah, so we like we, our job. Yeah, you know, we're not gonna do it. We'll pay. Well, I'll pay somebody twenty bucks to get at him and like, we'll start clicking. Yeah, yeah, right. So, so, they, so like, yeah, I'll throw in on that. So everybody's like, okay, yeah, I'll give you some some money to, if you mess with them. So they go up and um, the, the projection movie, room. Yeah, they're in the projection room. They switch the movies out with um, <laughs> Men in Black who have sex with each other. <laughs> <laughs> and the movie's so terrible. It's, it's just like one of those like. I think it's an alien. Yeah, let's have sex. <laughs> let's have sex with it. It <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> was a bunch of like, it's like, hey, that alien's next to it. Yeah, we should probably go have sex with it. <laughs> well, a weird thing about that in the trailer, if you, um, in the trailer, it'll say, it'll show that scene, but it'll say like, uh, it says like Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Bone or something like that. Really? Um, yeah, because that was something that had just come out. I don't know why they switched it in the trailer for that, oh, but okay. yeah, in the regular movie, it's Men in Black who yeah. have sex with each other. Who <laughs> have sex with each other? Uh, could have been a it could have been a Warner Brothers thing because both of them, um, if I'm not mistaken, Men in Black and no Men in Black's Universal. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and Harry yeah. Potter's Warner Brothers, but both of them are at Universal Studios. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, Harry Potter's at Universal too. Yeah, so. so. Yeah, so it could have been something with Warner Brothers. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> this is a scene. So when they click the movie, Mitch and Sam go, look away. <laughs> and then at one point, Sam looks behind him. <laughs> Note to self. Sam just looked <laughs> at the screen. <laughs> and then Sam's like, no, 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 no. He's trying to fight back like why he looked at the <laughs> alien porn. <laughs> So, so this movie, like I watched the, again, the nineties humor back then, you cannot get away with in a lot of this mm-hmm. movie. Like, because I, I did notice there's a lot of homophobic yeah. type of stuff like that, that wouldn't really fly a lot of times in movies. And then of course the, the, the easily slung word of horror <laughs> throughout yeah. the movie is yeah. just like, wow. I, I would like to see if there was ever a, a director's cut of like the R-rated version of it, just I'm, to see what got chopped out. I might have yeah. to, I might have to do some Amazon searching to see if I could find it. Um, so they get paid. So oh mm-hmm. well, well at, so all the porn watching. So uh, the manager goes to get like snacks for the CEOs or whatever. Yeah. And on his way back into the theaters, it's just a stampede of people running out from the movie, <laughs> and. That guy's through. CEO finds him on the floor. It's like you're through. Yeah, you're over and stuff like that. And there and the staff is celebrating and paying Sam and Mitch money. And you can really see the light bulb coming into his head. And it shows Sam and Mitch out talking about like we can do this for a living and make money for pops. Mm-hmm. 
heart transplant, you know? Yeah. A dirty work, a, a dirty work, revenge for hire, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, and so think about, think about now, if you did that now, um, how much easier it'd be? Cause they like bought out a storefront. Yeah. <laughs> like they had to do, <laughs> you know, they had to spend a whole lot of money on rent and getting power turned on and all this. So again, that goes back to the money that his sister sent. That goes back to the roof scene. So his mother gave, or his sister gave him a bunch of money. They used that money to buy the office space and to rent it out. Okay. So, so for the business, that was what they had spent the money on. Okay. Uh, but that was for Pop's heart transplant. So they're kind of going all in in this business to make this happen because mm-hmm. they ain't got nothing else to do. Um, and then of course uh, we meet Mr. Uh, is it Fitzpatrick? Mm-hmm. The- <laughs> Punching the stomach guy. Punching the stomach guy. Yeah, Fitzpatrick. <laughs> if you're late. I'm going to punch you in the stomach. Oh, well, that's Sam's department. <laughs> yeah. Sam's just walking by. I don't even know what to talk about. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. And then, so why the, they're setting this up? Blind girl from the bar comes walking, walking by. down the street. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and we so, learn her name this time, mm-hmm. which I didn't write it down. So I still Kathy. know her name. Kathy. Kathy. Yeah. Um, and they, I, I actually watched this movie twice. I should within, have within two days. One was taking notes and the other one was just like listening to it and just yeah. kind of memorizing it. Yeah, but, I, I I should have. I should have. Because this, this was an easy movie to watch. You it know? is a very easy movie to watch. Um, and fun. Yeah. So we so we, we find out Kathy's name. Um, mm-hmm. She's, we, you know, Mitch still just doing his thing, like hitting on her. Being witty. Being witty, but like in his dry sense of humor way. Um, yeah, he said something funny too. He said something much funnier. Damn, this time around, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but anyways, so she's going back to work and he, he's like, oh, right, so he said something like, so we're we going back to your place. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get to the point, bro. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. And she's like, no, I'm going back to work. And, and, uh, so he walked her to work and she what works at a dirty car sale. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She works at a, at a car dealership and she's like, no, I'm going to count it or, or account it for them or whatever. And, um, and she's mentioned something about her boss. Or her boss comes out, Todd Packer from the office. And another another guy that's just been around forever. Yeah. And you forget, like, man, he's actually he's been, been around doing, since yeah. 98, yeah. you know, but he's much more famous now for being Todd Packer yeah. from the office. But he was already doing stuff way before the office. Yeah. So Todd Packer comes out and yells at her. Um, and so so because Mitch is already like a little a little smitten. smitten. He's like, all Who's right. Who's that dude? Yeah, like, I like the yeah. way he says it, too. Who's like, that dude? Who's that dude? <laughs> and, uh, but he kind of sees a two bird with one stone mm-hmm. type of thing, too. Yeah, because he's getting ready to, this, this, uh, uh, Todd Packer is getting ready to shoot a commercial, a live commercial, mm-hmm. um, for a sale that he's got going on. So the guy's so, a shit. Yeah. Towards his girl that he likes. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, well, I can do this and free publicity. Yeah. Yeah. So he, so he goes back to Sam. He's like, "Hey, we gotta get a bunch of whores." And, uh, <laughs> and Sam's like, I mean, "We've already spent this much money. Now you want to spend the rest of our money on whores?" Yeah. And he goes, "Yeah, but it's not what you think." <laughs> and, and I like it when they're all in the room. It's like he goes, oh, "Okay, prostitutes." It's <laughs> like you each got twenty bucks, and you don't have to do anything, yeah. regardless of what he tells you. <laughs> he talks. He points at Sam. And Sam's kind of upset because he feels like this is a waste of time. 
And um, yeah, it comes to the live TV commercial. Um, this is one of the more memorable ones in the movie, of course. And um, and yeah, so this is the second dirty job. Yeah, and so the, the commercial's going on and Todd Packer is like talking about all these features and stuff like that. And uh, Mitch goes, that trunk looks kind of small. And he goes, no, and it's like, he show, it's like a, it's like a Cadillac or something. Yeah. And he's like, no, this, this trunk it's like, is like, I'm huge. on my TV. <laughs> like, yeah. he's already getting angry. Yeah, he's like, this is live right now. And he's like, and he said, yeah, I, I know, but that trunk looks pretty small. So <clears throat> the guy, so he goes, it's not small. It's got plenty of room. And he opens it up and he's, and he kind of steps back and he goes, what's in there? And then he, <laughs> Mitch walks up and goes, there's a hooker back here. <laughs> Dead hooker back here. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite line. One of my favorite lines. It's right. It happens one after the yeah. other. Yeah. Because uh, Sam has somehow gotten keys that he's just yeah, popping key fobs, the, Yeah. Yeah. Just popping all the trunks. So all the trunks are open. And he's like, there's dead hookers in every trunk. <laughs> he's like, that's not a dead hooker. It's like, I know what a dead hooker <laughs> is. And when I see one, it is a dude in the crowd like, God knows I have. <laughs> <laughs> So this, but this this commercial is on TV, yep. and it cuts back to Chris Farley. This is this is one of my favorite lines. <laughs> cuts back to Chris Farley, and he stops and he goes, "That's the Saigon whore that bit my nose off." And he gets up, and goes, "Time to pay the fiddler, whore." <laughs> <laughs> it's so amazing how much you forget Chris Farley is so great in this movie. Mm-hmm. It is so it is so great. And uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I know a dead hooker when I see one. <laughs> Lord knows I have. <laughs> random, random dude in the crowd. Yeah. And then the commercial, like, you know, he's frantically trying to close the close the trunk. So Mitch gets his point in. Mm-hmm. Hey, if some some asshole is like ruining your life, call us. Dirty word. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we're revenge for hire and stuff like that. So. He gets his name out there. He feels he does a good thing, but then he doesn't. Yeah. So Kathy is not happy with it. Yeah. She's not, she doesn't uh-uh. quite understand. She, she lost her job. She lost her job. Yeah. yeah. Um, because, it, because, uh, old Packer had to go out of business because of all the dead horse in his trunk. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they, so she comes in, they're arguing. Um, and you see a, a tiny person come in and, um, and then she, so she leaves, and then you hear she was gone by that point, right? Well, she was, or there, she was still there. She was there. She was still there, and they were having a serious conversation. And he was trying to explain his reasons for doing so. And then the 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 little guy says, you know, like it was awesome. So he's like, oh yeah, yeah. see, yeah, I, I did yeah. something great, you yeah. Know? And then she was like, oh no, you're just a complete tool, yeah, you know. And she walks away, and then him and Sam start talking, and the guy's like, I'm small, but I'm not invisible. <laughs> <laughs> so then it it switch it, it just really he's like, I got a job for you. Then it switches over to a circus mm-hmm. or fa- yeah, circus, yeah, round. like a circus freak show thing. Yeah. Now this another. Unspoke, uh, like, un, you know, it doesn't get enough credit for how brilliant it was, especially for that time. Mm-hmm. So the the uh, little person has been getting bullied by the bearded lady, <laughs> and um, and I, apparently she's just a dick to him, and he wanted to get revenge. So uh, you know, who the, you know who she was, right? I, well, that's what was so brilliant about it. Okay. So 
So then they go and they they're at the circus, uh, they're at the freak show with him, and and he's like, "That's her, that's her right there." And she comes out and she's she's drunk and she's just like, you know, give him shit and like uh, and she pushes him down, pushes him down, and uh, and it's the bearded woman in this movie is is Rebecca Romaine, who especially in the '90s was like the top, top supermodel. Because if I'm not mistaken, she had already done X Men as Mystique. I don't think so. I think I think she had been on a lot of Sports Illustrated. Like, okay, swimsuit. so she was just uh, she was, swimsuit models and and yeah, just a very she was just doing model. yeah, she was just a very top top supermodel. Mm-hmm. Um, and they made her an ugly person. Yeah, they put like a beard inside on. and out. Too, they, you know? Yeah, they 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 put a beard on her. And um, so the prank was, I was just this was a simple one. They just yeah. like I, was, I know what to do. They just shaved her beard. So when she wakes up, she's like normal face Rebecca Romaine, but like loses her mind because her beard is gone. <laughs> yeah. It's her livelihood. Yeah, it was her livelihood. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was brilliant. Just the way yeah. they like you get Rebecca Romaine in your in your movie, throw a beard on her and then shave it off, <laughs> and that's like getting revenge on her. I yep. thought that was. Kind of cool. It was it was perfectly done. That was that was one of the good dirty jobs. And then we come to another, the next dirty job, which is a neighbor that's complaining about his noisy neighbor. Okay, or okay. did I miss a part? No, no, you're right, you're right. Because okay. I was trying to remember why I have this note here. And then, uh, okay, we'll talk about it, and I'll, I'll tell you what I wrote down. <laughs> so this, so I actually named dirty job. Broaded beard or bearded broad. So like <laughs> yeah. I named all the dirty jobs like uh dirty job movies, uh dirty job uh uh certain like that. And then so the next one is dirty jobs, swimming with stinky fishes. <laughs> so so they get a complaint from a neighbor that well, this guy is complaining about his neighbors having huge parties, making a lot of noise and it's driving them crazy, and he wants something done. There's a revenge tactic. Mm-hmm. What did they decide to do? They break into the dude's house with a cardboard box full of dead, rotting fish. And it's like, we're just going to plant these all around the mansion. It's just going to drive them crazy because they won't know where they're at. They pretty much put them almost in like really obvious places. In <laughs> they a lot put of it like under a pot. <laughs> yeah. Under a pillow in, yeah. a, in a made bed and then mess up the bed. Yeah. They put it in there yeah. like, we're going to know somebody's here. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're doing it and... <laughs> They're having fun and they're just holding fish and just sticking around. It's kind of like a little montage. But then the, the, the homeowners pull up and it's like, oh, God, we got to hide. You know, so they hide off into a side room. Unbeknownst to them, these neighbors are also like drug dealing cartel members. Yeah. Yeah. And this is like a kingpin. Um, yeah. It's a kingpin mansion. Yeah. It's yeah. a kingpin mansion. And they don't know this, but they're standing in the room holding these tests. Fish. and and the drug deal's going out on outside and then the guy that's making the deal with the drug cartel guy who owns the mansion's like i smell I smell rock fish yeah. <laughs> so automatically the drug guy what are you, is, is it code? code are you wearing a wire <laughs> yeah. no it smells like fish in here <laughs> and then all of a sudden you don't see anything but hell breaks out in this house and it's just sam and mitch yeah. still just just still as day just holding these fish with the most straightest faces but in the whole time there's this dialogue with these mobsters while they kill people and, yeah. and the dialogue's so funny it's like a hand grenade <laughs> Oh my God! Here's how to say so. Oh my God! He stole my chainsaw. He's using it on me. 
and it's like a chainsaw. Like, you don't see any of it happen, but you just see them just. Yeah, it just stays on Mitch and Sam holding their fish. <laughs> this lasts for a good solid, what, 30 seconds it's almost? Like a, yeah, yeah. Close to a minute. And it just lasts. It's almost so ridiculous how it lasts. And then all then it stops. And then Mitch just drops the fish. And then Sam starts hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sam goes back to work. <laughs> he goes back to work. <laughs> and when they leave the room, they're obviously like trying to tiptoe through this crime scene. You see the bullet holes in the wall and things are just exploded around them. But it sounds like squishing. Like they're obviously walking in blood. The neighbor who's been complaining about noise comes into the house and he's just like, I can't take this shit no more. And he just sees them. It's like, what did, what did you guys do? <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and it's like, we're, we're going to need to, uh, we're going to need our money now. <laughs> okay. So that, that was a, that was a, that was a good one. I, I like that one too. And I couldn't, I couldn't remember why the, but they, so now it just would have, Kind of ended the movie right here. This this would have taken the movie in a different direction, but they could have taken all that cocaine and sold it and got Pops' heart, you know? Wow. Yeah. 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 So that was a lot of cocaine. That was a lot lot of cocaine. cocaine. (laughs) Uh, And then I think it just leads straight into the, well, they go back to the the office and they're kind of bummed out because I think that job didn't work out because I don't think the guy really paid them. Uh, or I don't know what happened. They or no, they got paid, but they just weren't reaching that goal. Yeah. It's like, man, we only got five hundred dollars. We still need like forty five. You know, yeah, a lot more money. Forty five thousand yeah. five hundred dollars still to go. You know, um, so they weren't getting anywhere. And yeah. Don so, Rickles calls just to taunt, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he bashes the phone machine and the phone <laughs> and he gets a call on the phone when it starts to happen and he picks it up and starts talking to the person's like hello oh nothing wrong with my phone it's supposed to be on your end <laughs> and it's like he's just holding the receiver and stuff like that yeah but then they get the call for their next job mm-hmm. now this next one um do you go into it because i i so yeah so then so the next job in itself is is an elderly lady who is really like not happy because her neighborhood's being taken over by this Chelsea Opera House, which we did kind of hear about that with the Travis Cole on the TV. So mm-hmm. who Travis Cole is played by Shooter from Happy mm-hmm. Gilmore. The guy's just an amazing asshole. Yeah. And he did a lot with SNL as being a, the bad guy in a lot of SNL movies, really. Uh, mainly two that I know of, which is Happy Gilmore and then this movie. Yeah. Who's also uh, Steve-O's dad in SLC Punk. And Steve-O's dad in SLC Punk, that's right. Uh, <clears throat> and so this next job is an elderly lady. She's really upset because they're moving into her territory. They want to take her house. They want to bulldoze her house so they can build the parking lot. Mm-hmm. So they're, you know, that's pretty okay. shitty. Okay, okay, okay. I, yeah. I know where, I, I remember now. Okay. Yeah, so... This is one of their, this is a prank that kind of leads them into being like, well, this is pretty, you know, this is, this is the prank that gets them finally like, oh, y'all are dumb. Yeah. This wasn't handled as well. Yeah. Because this one was a a rehash of an older, of a a prank they did when they were younger. Which was with uh, the popcorn. With the popcorn. Yeah. So they, these people are going, you know, these construction workers are coming in to bulldoze these 
um, <clears throat> this building down to turn it into a parking lot, and they pull up and the popcorn starts shooting out. Not mm-hmm. their best work, um, but they help this, it stops this it. little old lady. Yeah. yeah, it stops the bulldozer. They help the little old lady. Their only problem is they left the trail of popcorn seats all the way back to their office like it's a cartoon. <laughs> and even the cops like, this is either the most genius thing or <laughs> yeah. it's the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. Like, and they, they actually say it, it ends up being the dumbest thing ever because yeah. when the cops show up at the office, they pretty much arrest yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> They, they arrest him. And the whole time, um, the whole time Mitch is, is, is talking about like, like, um, things that go on in jail and stuff like that. And and Sam is, is oblivious to it all. He's like, wait, what do you mean? What do you mean what happens in jail? You know, I put down this time, this time prison and you know what happens in prison. Yeah. (laughs) And, and Sam's just like, what do you mean? And he whispers something in Sam's ear and he's like, they don't do that. That's not real. And then, said, what? Yeah. <laughs> and, and then the um, and these three guys come up and they like, we want you, we want yeah. you. And they point to Mitch. Well, <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> and then Sam stands up and they go, not you, Tubby. Yeah. <laughs> pushes them back down yeah. and they take Mitch. Poor Mitch. And then I, I don't know. I think there was a scene where, okay, so this. So from this point, it cuts to a scene of Travis Cole in his office mm-hmm. with some office guys. And he's actually, they don't know who the villain, the news is making, like, who's the villain in this situation? Yeah. Because old ladies on the news, uh, well, those boys did me, you know, right, because yeah. they stopped the bulldozer from mm-hmm. bulldozing my house. And the news is kind of making, like, who's the real villain here? Yeah. So it's putting a bad light on Travis Cole. He's kind of pissed. Uh, he fires one of the dudes that was one of his goons, I guess that was supposed to keep it from happening. And that's kind of that scene. Yeah. We, 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 we see now that like, cause he tells the dude just to leave the office, but then he tells the other ones, I want them homeless, mm-hmm. like penniless, hairless. Yeah. Like, like you could tell he's an asshole at oh, this yeah. point. He's not a genuine guy because he's also trying to bulldoze an old lady's house. Yeah. No, he's a, he's a guy that loves the opera and likes making, um, old people homeless. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right, right. <clears throat> so then it cuts back to the prison scene, <laughs> and it shows Mitch uh, coming back from wherever he was, and he's uh, he's putting his pants, he's putting the pants up and buckling his leg, and he goes, "Shameful! <laughs> this this is just ridiculous." <laughs> yeah, and yeah. there's a whole great line where he's like, "I tell you what, you know," like he said the line like, "I tell you what," like Hank Hill. And it's like, I tell you what, this ain't the nicest place in the world, I tell you what. <laughs> it's stuff like, ridiculous. And he's just like, so he's berating these guys. So I guess he tried to cover up that he was just raped in prison. Yeah. <laughs> dudes. But luckily. Uh, completely uh, ridiculous. Completely. <laughs> luckily, you know, maybe not so much, maybe a little too little too late for Mitch, but the guard comes up, tells him they've been bailed out. Um, so he walk out, he goes, ridiculous. <laughs> I just love this whole scene yeah. because Norm McDonald's just like fighting so hard to be like, nothing happened. Yeah. But y'all are ridiculous. Y'all are the bad ones for doing it. Of course, they're the bad ones for you doing this. You should be ashamed. You should be ashamed of yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> so we find out that the cop is telling them, hey, y'all are bailed out. Unbeknownst to them, it's actually Travis Cole, the same guy that they did the dirty job to. 
And so Travis bails them out, then hires them mm-hmm. um, because he says, I got a job for you. I got a house that needs to be destroyed. Uh, it's ran by <laughs> prostitutes and drug dealers. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and so much bad debauchery happens in this house. I own the building. So you trashing it, you're just trashing my building. But I need it to be trashed and unlivable so that it could be torn down. Mm-hmm. That was his excuse. It needs excuse. to be condemned. Yep. It needs to be condemned. So he tells them that, and they find their break. They're like, they're like, yeah, yeah. we'll do it yeah, for fifty thousand yep. dollars. But during this whole speech, they're not really worried about that. They're worried about. I think he's got his thumb up that dog's ass. <laughs> <laughs> he totally has a, his thumb up his ass. He totally has his thumb up that dog's ass. <laughs> so the whole time, this guy's Travis Cole is telling these guys about this building. The only lines that come out of their mouths like, he's totally fucking that dog. <laughs> He's got a stomach on that dog's hat. So then by the end of the, the thing, it's like, you know, Sam's kind of like, I don't know, this is a really big job. And it's like, no, I, we got, I got a plan. And then he says, for $50,000, we'll do it. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. boom, sold, problem solved. We do this job, we get our $50,000, we can save pops. Uh-uh. Yep. So uh, so they get the, the address to the, to the building. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're kind of in the area and they, um, again, Kathy c- comes up, is walking down the street and then I guess they're kind of Mitch and Kathy are. Well, they looked at the hero deed that they did for the elderly yeah. lady. So she says, well, you, you're not doing bad all the time. This was seem kind of yeah. like a good deed to do. You yeah. saved this old lady's house. Yeah. Um, so they're walking in there. I guess they were in that. That's right. I guess they were just kind of scouting out the building. Yeah. And then I think Kathy, she comes to the yeah, she Kathy comes to comes the office up. while he's scouting out the building. Yeah. So so they're actually at that building, in front of that building. And Later. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then um so because somehow like oh uh, So he's got blueprints of the building because yeah. he's trying to work on it. She comes in, they go for a walk to do something, come yeah. to find out. Yeah, like that's where her grandma lives. Right. And um uh, and so Mitch is like your grandma lives there? And she goes, yeah. I guess they were walking towards the building and these girls come walking in. And um, and I guess, and grandma came out, I think at this yeah. point. And they were like, yeah, like, um, <laughs> we're happy to be working with you or something like that. And and she's, and, and Mitch's head is like, like oh, she's running a brothel out of here. <laughs> like, <laughs> so the whole time he's thinking, he's thinking still Travis Cole is yeah, right. Is right. Yeah. yeah. This, this woman is is running a whorehouse. Hey, I think at, he even actually says it's like, are those hookers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are those? Yeah. yeah. And she's like, no, there, there's people that um, that work for my grandmother or something. Right. Like that. She she runs a um a, a, a knitting factory yeah, for she making runs, she, clothing products yeah, or something like that. Yeah, but she, she doesn't say that though. She never mm-hmm. tells Mitch that. Right. Um, so in Mitch's head, these are just a bunch of whores. And, <laughs> <laughs> and she's running a brawl. Yeah. She's a madam. Yeah. And um so, but he's already, he's got it. So he comes into this, like, what do I do? This is the girl I like. This is her grandmother's house, but she's a terrible, um, <laughs> she's a, like a terrible pimp. <laughs> and yeah. um, there's drugs and they're getting. And I got to get us $50,000. got to get us $50,000. You got to say pops. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I guess they, they come in, they, as like you know, exterminators or whatever. Yeah, they put up they, flyers saying that we're going to be exterminating yeah. the building, that everybody needs to leave, yeah. which is a very smart thing. Yeah. And then they tent the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they go in and, and they destroy work. it. Yeah. To ACDC's 
dirty deeds done dirt cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another good montage. Yeah. So yeah, completely destroy. And there's, there was one scene where like Mitch comes across a, uh, <laughs> I, he comes across a picture of Kathy and her grandmother and he's like looking at it and he goes, I can't believe she's a whore. <laughs> I can't believe she's a whore. <laughs> like it never occurred to him that like it never this, dawns on yeah, him that he's being this whole thing was nefarious the whole time. Yeah, it's it's it, and and so they do their deed, they destroy the house, and mm-hmm. and then it, it's completely it gets condemned. Mm-hmm. And the house is no good. This is when Mitch finds out that the house was not what was told to him mm-hmm. or him or Sam. And that, oh. well, because they go into, um, they go to get their money and Travis Cole is like, he's like, yeah, I, I know you did. I, I, I know you did what I was. Um, oh, well, yeah. About. At first they don't let them in because we, uh, the homeless guys. So then they go mm-hmm. outside, they go to collect their money. He's not feeling really good about it, but let's go collect the money, you know, cause they were kind of celebrating. Let's go get our check. Then they show up, and then the bodyguards won't let them up. See, yeah. your your job's been done. Yeah, your your services are no longer required. And they're like, oh, wait a minute. Like, yeah, where's our money? You know, <laughs> Sam lightly walks out the door. <laughs> Mitch gets <laughs> tossed out on concrete. Looks so painful too, yeah. man. He gets tossed out on concrete steps, and there's like three homeless guys. Which one of them is the one that Travis fired mm-hmm. earlier? Yeah, I think they've all been fired by Travis. Travis Cole. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so, <laughs> so the so the one goes into this long like like rant about like uh, his life and mm-hmm. like like some of it's like I went to my daughter's baseball game and then a cop told me to move <laughs> along. <laughs> That's when I knew my life was just terrible because <laughs> he was homeless now. Uh, and but but Mitch interrupts this whole heartfelt story. He's like. Do it for two dollars, <laughs> because he was asking them. Mind running in there and acting insane to distract the guards. Yeah. Hey, homeless guys. Hey, homeless guys. <laughs> He's like, oh, you must think we're the insane homeless guys, not the we're the down on our luck homeless yeah. guys. <laughs> but they do it for two bucks, and they run in and act a fool and mm-hmm. and distract the security guards, and they get up to see Travis Cole. And so Travis Cole is talking to him and he kind of lets out his nefarious way. It's like, you know, I told you that I owned a building, but I lied, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and he, you know, something about dirty work and blah, blah, blah. And he he fucks him pretty mm-hmm. much. Turns out the uh, the guy that they were renting their, their office from was the guy that actually owned that building. It's Patrick. Yep. 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 So at this point, I think security probably comes back in and, and then they get kicked out again. And this time Sam's pissed because nothing's working out now and stuff like that. And um, I think at some point, let's see. So they're falling on hard times again. Sam's upset, but they go to back to the hospital. And this is when Sam finds out mm-hmm. about Mitch. Uh, Pops does tell him. Yeah. You know, Pops does tell him. Mitch doesn't tell him. But Pops does tell him. But this triggers, this does trigger Sam. Yeah. Sam gets really upset and doesn't want anything to do with yeah, Mitch Yeah, because Sam, Sam was always always a little bit envious of mm-hmm. Mitch. And he just thought, you know, Mitch had 
had such a, a good life or whatever. And then the only thing that he had that Mitch didn't have was pops. And now it turns out that he, no. is that, that's not, you know, um, this is another, granted, I think it's another Chevy chase one too. Cause, uh, isn't it's like foot. He said, he said, you think once they take a toe, this should cover the, but it doesn't. <laughs> He has his arm in a sling and his foot in the boot. And, like, <laughs> the bookies are just after him. And he's wanting so bad to know, have y'all come up with the $50,000? Well, you still have about another 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> or they're going to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And a lot of that happens before because they, before the whole Travis Cole thing, because I do remember where it's like, we got the $50,000 coming. And he starts crying. like, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Trevi Chase is really good in this one. Um but yeah, so anyways, Sam does find out that Mitch is his brother. It, it, Mitch falls on hard times again. Mm-hmm. Um, as the as sleep in his car. Sleeps in his which car. Which is another great scene where he's asleep in his car and a guy comes in. It's <laughs> just like, it steals his radio and, and Mitch is sleeping the whole time. Uh, and it, the guy is very noisy about it. And we cut, he keeps shutting, like shooting back to Mitch. It's just sleeping comfortably the entire time. Um, so I thought that was funny. I, I, you know what's also very funny about it? He had the stereotypical, like, sleeping cap on. <laughs> like, like Ebenezer Scrooge, he, like, comes up and he's got a sleep. He's sleeping in his car, but he still has pajamas on yeah. and a sleeping cap. <laughs> yeah. Right. Again, yeah, that's. I think that's what was so brilliant about it because it was such a stupid scene. But they still, like, the, those little details... Of just like, yeah, I'm sleeping in my car, but I'm still going to put pajamas in a sleeping cap. <laughs> Anybody that knows who had to sleep in their car, usually you're just in your regular clothes that you yeah. were in the night before. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, so, the next morning, he does a note to self. I forgot what the note to self was. Um, yeah, it was something about... Uh, it was something about his radio getting stolen or something yeah, like that. Or, yeah. like he, or he thought it was a dream or something. I, I don't know. It was something like that. But then he he hits play or something, and he realizes that he had he had been recording the entire time. He was having a conversation with uh, Travis, Travis Cole. Cole. Right. Um, so he had all this stuff on on tape of Travis Cole saying um, – yeah, I I told, I told you that on the building, but I didn't. But I so, didn't. Yeah. So that leaves that could that that's evidence to be like, hey, we were told to destroy this building yeah. by this guy who told us it was ours. How well that would hold up in court, but in right. This movie. But in this in this situation, because they didn't really take it to the police or anything like that, they did what they did. They, they did, did dirty, dirty work. Yeah, they did the dirty way. All right, which was the smart way of doing it. So once he finds out the. I start like fading in and out a little bit here in my notes, but I, but I kind of remember the movie. So once he finds out the recording, he goes to Sam and he's like, "Hey, and Sam's out front. Travis Cole's trying to kick in the gate, you know." <laughs> saying like, but he's like, "I gotta find. I got a way we can get back to Travis Cole. We recorded the whole conversation. He lets him know that." And Sam's kind of like reluctant. He's like, "I don't know, dude. It's like you really screwed up this time and like everything, but." They talk it out and they get it and uh, get through it. And then I think he goes back to the residents who own the building somehow mm-hmm. to get on the side as well. So like you know, I really don't it. know whether are they because they're not really are they still in the building? 
I don't know where they were at, yeah. to be honest. It looked like they were like probably in like some Y or something. Yeah. Or some church, but he gets them all on their side because he has a plan. Mm-hmm. And it was for this grand opening of the Chelsea Opera House or to bring found or foundation to bring money in to restore the Chelsea Opera House. Mm-hmm. And so Travis Cole has Don Giovanni. Don Giovanni. Don Giovanni. Uh, performing in the place and they have a plan to where they're going to infiltrate as the ushers and everything like that mm-hmm. and and they do it yeah they, 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 they poison the the, the, ushers, the normal ushers with the brownies brownies uh, uh the performer don giovanni with the brownies yeah yeah, yeah. They, they took everybody out with those brownies from earlier yeah. um i get everybody into a place which is really you know really great and of his stuff of like leadership uh, to get this this many people together on the same page and doing playing these roles in this certain. Well, you remember what he tells them. He's mm. like, because he because when he does the big meeting with all the people, he's like, "Are you with me?" And nobody's with him. He's like, "Are you with me?" And they count that if I fuck up, y'all get to kick my ass. <laughs> and then they were all in it. So that was the leadership. Yeah. So that they could. Kick but his still, ass if but, he messes up. But still, just getting, <laughs> but still having these people like perform their parts like yeah. they should. I know that's that pretty good. Very good. Well, I mean, you know, uh, I'm pretty sure he played the tape for him too. Yeah. And was like, well, this is what the guy told us to do. And yeah, yeah he, he is the bad guy. Yeah. I'm not the bad guy and I'm willing to get it back for you, you know, yeah. and help you get it back. Uh, talk to Kirk Patrick. I said Fitzpatrick. I think it's Kirkpatrick. I think it's Kirkpatrick. Done gone through this whole episode saying Fitzpatrick, but it is Kirkpatrick, I think. Um, Sorry, we called uh, we called the girl from Footloose Rocky the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. So. Um, so everything starts to happen. Um, the mayor comes out to introduce mm-hmm. John Goodman out of nowhere. Yeah, out of nowhere, John Goodman just shows, shows up. Yeah, up. yeah, yeah. Was, as the mayor. Yeah. But it was so, it's such a funny scene too because uh, he's talking about Travis Cole. And he looks up at Travis Cole and at Travis Cole, but you also have that sense to where the mayor knows that he's an asshole mm-hmm. because he kind of looks at him and goes, like, yeah. this guy's a jerk. Like, yeah. you know, but really short. I mean, he's yeah, probably just, on screen for 20 seconds. Yep, just in and out. In and out, John Goodman. And uh, and the play starts. And the lady in Don Giovanni comes out and she's singing a beautiful opera, <laughs> singing. And then all of a sudden, pops <laughs> comes out in slippers and socks in yeah. his hospital gown. But he has helmet. his helmet. He's yeah, his, his helmet. helmet. Look at the mountain range on this one. <laughs> hey, he's just fucking stalking her around the state. Have you ever been to Vegas? And I love the. And there's one, one fan out in the crowd. This is the most daring yeah. portrayal of Don Giovanni yeah. ever. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody starts kind of losing it and, and leaving, but this one guy's like, "This is brilliant! <laughs> this is brilliant!" And, and of course, Travis Cole is like, "My play's getting ruined." And he tries to leave, I guess, to go do something. But mm-hmm. there's Mitch waiting for him yeah. and his loyal army of prostitutes <laughs> with the Saigon that snaps at him, mm-hmm. the Saigon woman who snaps at him. Who the Saigon whore and Chris Farley have made up apparently at, yes. at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm jumping ahead a little bit in that, yeah. but because we missed the, did we we missed the part where Chris Farley's training Shows the skunks? Up, no. <laughs> yeah, no, well that I think that's coming up now. Oh, yeah. okay. He's like, 
Because <laughs> I thought that was part of the montage of like, yeah. yeah. Oh man, I just want to play that one scene where he's like, the boys! <laughs> he's just, and he's crouched in a crab position going like this beside the cage and he's doing this whole Chris Farley thing and it's the most genius thing in the world. Then uh, Sam comes back there and he's like, Jimmy, release the skunks! Because Mitch tells him to release the skunks from the from the balcony. Jimmy, or uh, uh, Sam runs back there, tells Jimmy, release the skunks, and he kind of snaps at it, like, oh, sure, okay. Hey, what's up, Fruity? How did you? It doesn't matter, you'll be gone in a minute. Aha, you didn't count on my loyal army of prostitutes, did you? <sighs> All right, what do you want? Eh, yeah, just relax. Let's watch your dirty opera, huh? You know what they say. It ain't over till the fat lady checks into a cheap hotel with pops. What are you doing? You're ruining Don Giovanni. Don Giovanni? Who's that dude? The opera. You're ruining the opera. Oh, the opera. Yes, yes, we are ruining that. Sam, now. You got it, buddy. Sing the song, boys. Sing the song, boys. No! And kneel before me! <laughs> Jimmy! Release the skunks! Okay, I got it. I got it. I, I'm on it. Alright. Don't let me down, boys. Run! Fly! Fly away! Run! Run out! Fly! No! <laughs> and he. But he says some great lines. They say, in the land of of blind men, the one-eyed man is king. <laughs> well, in the land of the skunks, the man with no noise is king. Because <laughs> he can't smell the skunks. <laughs> so he releases the skunks, and the skunks run into the theater, and that's when everybody loses it yeah. and just runs out of the theater. And the play is completely ruined at this point. Um so, yeah, so then it comes down to a talking point of Sam and Travis Cole in the balcony. And you're ruining my play, you know. Mm-hmm. Don Giovanni, who's that dude? <laughs> I just love the way he says it. Uh, um, yeah. And then, and then <laughs> this was another one of my favorite lines that makes me laugh every time. So he tells so he's like, I got you recorded. So he starts playing it. There's a note to self, like, and it's something embarrassing. Blow up dolls are like uh, not real women or not real relationships. <laughs> note to self. And it's like, oh, no, it went too far. So it gets to the part where he plays it back to Travis Cole and he knows he's screwed. Mm-hmm. He's like, all right, so how much? Well, $50,000. So he writes a check out to that. Then he writes the lease off to the owning of the building because since the building got condemned, Travis Cole bought it. Uh, the one for Kirkpatrick. So he signs it back over to Kirkpatrick. So that was the deal, you know, and I won't release this tape out to the the news press that are down there below him. Yeah, and Kirkpatrick punched him in, punched Travis Cole in the stomach, right? (laughs) Yep, he punched Kirkpatrick. And he says, I'm glad I didn't have to punch you in the gut. He goes, me too, buddy. Me too. (laughs) I love Norm McDonald so much. And then so he turns around, though, and Travis Cole steals the recorder from him. Takes the tape out and destroys it. 
But the best part, Travis Cole throws the recorder over the balcony. He hits one of the reporters, and the reporter goes, son of a bitch, bastard. <laughs> he grabs his head. But the way, that, the way that God delivers that line is golden. He goes, son of a bitch, bastard. <laughs> and and um, so... Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I got a copy in the PA system. Yeah. So Mitch, you know, has Kathy and Grandma pull it up on the PA system. And then Still another note to self. <laughs> yeah. Another note to self, like, remember to buy uh, ass, ass cream, cream for my ass. <laughs> <laughs> and so, or something like that. And then, oh, oh, a little further. <laughs> so he finds it. And they finally play it to the press and everything. And then they get into a fight in the balcony. They both fly off. Land on the, the opera lady, and then Pops comes like, "What the hell's going on here, Mitch? I don't care if you're my son, you get your own broad." It's so funny. He's still wearing the helmet, and he's in his night. He's in his hospital gown, and uh, and after that's over, that one guy. Mm-hmm. Stands up and goes, bravo! <laughs> bravo! <laughs> and he is cheering because it's the best version of Don Giovanni he has ever seen. It's daring. It's daring. Most daring. daring. And then so Travis Cole gets arrested. Uh, he tries to tell one of his henchmen, I guess, to uh, void the check and put all and get my attorneys. But he is so fried off of Grandma brownies. Mabel's brownies. Yeah. And he thinks he's talking to a sexy lady. He goes, okay. <laughs> Like that, and find Spunky. And this is where we find Spunky getting banged by a skunk. His little dog, his little yeah. chihuahua dog. And, you know, and it kind of leads to the, um, I guess, is it the, it leads to outside the dirty business, and Jimmy shows up and he pulls up. <laughs> Carla and Farley just looks so good. He's in like in this suit that's yeah. way too small for him. <laughs> it's like a convertible like Firebird that's golden. Yeah, and he's got the Saigon horn. Saigon horn. Yeah. Oh, and he's got his new nose. Yeah, that's he's, right. He's got his new right. nose stitched on. And uh, <laughs> show the rooster who's the head of the hen house. It's just, he starts talking about like because the. Because the Saigon whore's like telling her to hurry up. He's like, I'm talking to my friend. You know, I already said this is a bad relationship. Yeah. She bites his nose off. <laughs> That's right. She bites my new nose. nose. <laughs> my new nose. <laughs> she bites his nose off again. And then um, I think it ends up at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Pops has his heart transplant. Mm-hmm. Uh, the doctor, oh, Dr. Chevy Chase does show up to get his check. Yeah. By the way. And he says, how much do you want to bet? I don't go to the bookies. <laughs> What if I just take this check and put it on some horses? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, you're going straight to your bookies. Anyways, uh, so we end up at the hospital. The doctor did his job. And um, was, and am I, and I'm thinking something else. Was was the doctor, was he missing another like appendage? Was he missing his hand or something? Well, no. What happened was at the end, remember, it's like, because uh, so, it, because, it shows them, and then it shows Kathy, I think, and Mitch driving off to the sunset. It's a happy ending. Yeah. Uh, Pops is banging Kathy's grandma. Yeah. Oh, now, yeah. Uh, you know, stuff like that. And he's talking dirty to her. And they're driving off in the sunset. And he's like, so Pops got his heart. And uh, doc- Dr. Farting or whatever uh, still was killed by the mafia. <laughs> so he's dead. 
that's goodbye. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, goodbye. And that's how the movie ends. And yeah. Yeah, so the doctor doesn't make it after all. He does the operation, but then he dies by the bookies anyway. Yeah, that's, he that's, doesn't lose an opinion. He loses his okay, life. life. Yeah, okay, that's that's a pretty fitting ending, I think. Yeah, yeah, yep. And of course, sadly, you know, and it had some um, outtakes at the end, mm-hmm. uh, which was pretty funny. So you saw like them messing up when trying to do live and are doing the shots and stuff like that, and there were some mishaps. And of course, it ends on the one where. Farley and um, <clears throat> Norma at the bar talking, so that's a it's a really cool scene, and that's that's pretty much dirty work, man. Yeah, that it's such a fun movie to watch. That yeah, you know, and when it first came out, then I think it was the most hilarious thing in the world. Not so much, but it age, it ages more mm-hmm. like a fine wine, you know, and it just gets better and better. Like the more I watch it, yeah, and I I just watched it maybe about a year or two ago. Um. So yeah, that's one of those movies that is still uh, just it's so funny. It's so it's, funny, and and everybody has everybody brings so much to the table. Everybody mm-hmm. has great lines, and it's just it's unfortunate that it doesn't get the uh, attention that it, it deserves. I think it. I think it really does nowadays. I think it's getting a little bit more head steam because, especially now with Norm passing. But we'll I, see. Yeah, I. I think it had it come out a few years later. I mm-hmm. think it would have been much bigger because when it came out, it was you know it did well. But then soon after, you had something about Mary and that took off. Then I was saying earlier with the Apatow movies and stuff like that, that just kind of became the mainstream and sort of pushed Dirty Work to the side. Had Dirty Work came out, uh, come out in, after that, I think, I think it may have been a completely different movie. I think yeah. we probably would have gotten the R-rated version um, mm-hmm. to see what that what that would bring to the table. Um, but, man, but still, still such a good, good movie. Norm MacDonald, uh, bless his heart, you know, like, it really took me by surprise. I, I remember I was working and I texted you that day, and you were in the first your first response like, "Didn't want to hear that today." Yeah, that was yeah. already a rough day, man. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, bro. Yeah, sorry, sorry. And I was just, but it took me back because it was so crazy. So when I I would I wasn't even looking at my phone, but like I saw it was it was in front of me though, and I have Yahoo News pops up, so mm-hmm. a banner will pop up on my phone, and all I said SNL alum. Norm McDonald and I automatically went, no, 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 no. Cause I already knew when, as soon as it says something like that, it's never good news. So I automatically just out loud started saying, no, 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 no. And then I opened my phone and I saw, I was like, I said, son of a bitch. Yeah. I was like, fuck you, cancer. Fuck you, cancer. What's so, your, um, what's your favorite Norm McDonald character? It's got to be Burt Reynolds. I was going to say that too. Yeah. It's so funny. I I think Norm McDonald's just being Norm McDonald is probably my favorite. Yeah. But if he's going to be a character, yeah, Burt Reynolds is. (laughs) Because he's still kind of just being Norm McDonald, but with a mustache. (laughs) With a mustache. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what's my name? (laughs) What's my name? Turd Ferguson. (laughs) Funny, right? (laughs) Hey, this is a giant oversized cat. His Bob, his Bob Dole was weird. Like when he does it, because he's like, yeah. yeah, it was so weird, but it was so spot on too of being. He wasn't the 
best uh, impressions. No, uh, but I tell you what, though, his the and I almost forgot about it was when he did the impression of Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, because they were doing like the whole like A and E behind the scenes, so mm-hmm. it was like him being Quentin Tarantino and a special guest was actually Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. So they kept doing these reshoots of where, and so Norm MacDonald was playing Quentin Tarantino. So he's like, okay. And so we had to pick this guy. Like, okay. And it, (laughs) but man, it was so funny. So every time they picked somebody, it was like a different actor trying out with Samuel L. Jackson in the scene in the car where it's Vincent or John Travolta's character. Yeah. So it showed different actors, like show Walter Cronkite being the gimp. <laughs> <laughs> and then one scene was Burt Reynolds being his side partner. <laughs> it's like, you know what to call him? <laughs> He's just smacking his gun. So it's Norman Donald being Burt Reynolds. Again. Yeah. You know what to call him? Yeah. Ray Alba cheese. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so he just started singing the lines and everything, but Norm McDonald was a very, underrated I think a lot of but underground successfully and admired person especially for people of my age who was in the 90s a teenager and when your parents didn't get it you thought you were cool because you got it mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like we I think we gravitated to Norm McDonald because our parents didn't like him and he yeah. was all, he, he was our guy yeah. I mean, I know my parents didn't. My, I, par- my parents did not like Norm Macdonald. They thought that he was a terrible yeah, SNL, yeah. but I, I loved him. From yeah, the get-go. I, I, I thought he was my favorite. He was my favorite Weekend Update guy. Uh, I mean, he always was. I don't think I don't think my parents really cared. I, they didn't really keep up with all that. I remember yeah. I remember my mom having a real issue with Dana Carvey. I don't know why, but um, <laughs> well, isn't that special? <laughs> isn't that special? Uh, yeah, but yeah, I don't think my parents really cared so much about that stuff. Yeah. But um yeah i don't know there was always just that he wasn't over the top he was very dry Mm -hmm. he was very you know but his delivery his timing was always just perfect it was always just perfect there was sometimes like going back to when he met the the girl at the bar um there was that was kind of a that wasn't that great to me but it's like you know, like that famous guy, uh, uh, that Jesus dude. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, it's like, uh, so, yeah, yeah. That's so. the line that you were trying to think. That was, yeah. Oh no, yeah. that you it, said that you didn't. It just wasn't that good. I, yeah. it, it was, it was like not, not his best. But mm-hmm. you know, they're not all going to be gold. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other than not that. to mention, I mean, did he write a lot of it, or was it other writers back there? You know, because because see, that's what I enjoyed yeah. about when he did interviews with Conan. Because this was just like, oh man, this is just SNL alum just having uh, a conversation on Conan O'Brien. That that was always funny to me too, because you know, Norm Macdonald would be on there not really plugging anything, mm-hmm. but it was always funny because like um, Conan would always like throw to Norm, like even if another guest was out. Uh, yeah. Oh man, what was it? Um, what was it that just come out that? And oh, I forgot what it was, but the, the girl is sitting right there. And oh man, damn, what was it? But he like straight up just said, You mean that boring movie? <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, 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 it was, um, she was in the TV show with Jim Belushi. She was in, I know which actress you're talking about. Yeah. It was, uh, it was chairman of the board. Yeah, cha- yeah, as I spelled board, as I spelled board, B O R E D. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, Courtney Thorn Smith. There you go. Yeah. There you go. And it was it was the carrot top movie. Yeah. Children of the board. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like Conan was actually having somebody on there to plug that movie. Yeah, mm. um, interesting. Yeah, which, um, and then and then the, and then it was always funny when he went to go see uh, Letterman because mm-hmm. he used to spoof Letterman. Yeah, that's where the you, you got to go. You got to <laughs> you, you got to go. <laughs> and he would do it, and yeah. then it was so funny watching the interview. David Letterman was like, "Do it," and then you just see Norm like. Oh no, I can't do it. Yeah. I can't do it in front of. Me. Like it's one of the one times where you genuinely see Norman Donald. Like I don't know if I want. I don't want to do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's like be, you're doing it in front of the guy. Yeah, it's gonna be really hard yeah. <laughs> to be put on the spot like that. But he does it. He does. Yeah. He does do it, and he actually has um, Paul mm-hmm. do his part. Yeah, you know, and then they start talking, and he does a couple of lines from some of those other skits when he did an SNL, and he was doing it. And it was. It was funny. And then Letterman's just like, it's not so easy when you got to do it in front of you. <laughs> Norm's like, no, no, this is hard. It's <laughs> like, this is terrible. Uh, he, he, such a, such a genuine, funny guy. And it looks like, you know, he was really admired mm-hmm. within the community too. When he passed, there didn't seem like a lot of people who had anything bad to say about him. And, you know, and it's very far in between these days. Well, he he you didn't know. he didn't put himself out there. out there so much, you know. He he kept himself. He did he did his job and he did it brilliantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he had his moments, he had his moments. He has a f- couple stand ups on mm-hmm. that he did with uh, on Netflix now. I think uh, he did some stand ups through Netflix, which I still have not yet to see him yet. But. Um, I just, yeah, I've just always admired Norm MacDonald and anytime he would show up, which he didn't really show up on much of anything, which really surprised me because you had a lot of people like Adam Sandler really go gung-ho and did a lot of things later on. But for some reason, Norm didn't come back to do anything in a lot of those movies. No. Like, I don't remember Norm MacDonald being in Little Nicky. I don't remember him being in Mr. Deeds or any of these other movies, the grown-up movies. I I think maybe he felt like he didn't didn't have to. He didn't have to or didn't want to. That's true. He had had done enough for himself, and he's in a point where he didn't have to. Let's face it, man. Um, (laughs) Adam Sandler movies. (laughs) Yeah, Adam Sandler movies. Do you have – I don't – I can't picture – uh, who's his buddy that's in all the movies? Are you um, talking about Kevin uh, from King King Queens? No, 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 no. Uh, no, he, this guy was also a uh, Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure he's still funny. I'm sure he still does funny things, but I don't put him in a very like strong light, you know? Mm-hmm. Just because anytime I see it, I just think of him as being a side character in a, an Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, and I don't think. I mean, he really only re- to me to me, Rob Snyder really only hit his peak when he did Deuce Bigelow. Yeah, Deuce Bigelow, those which I, which I didn't I didn't watch that one. And those, it, those were good. Those were good. But the one where he ended up becoming like an animal, part animal, part the animal. Human, that was yeah, weird. that that didn't sit well with me at all. White chicks, uh, not white chicks, but uh, hot chick, hot chick. Yeah. yeah, white chicks didn't sit well with me either. But <laughs> <laughs> except for the one scene with Terry Crews. <laughs> That shit still makes me laugh every time. The, uh, but Terry Crews, Terry Crews is an amazing person, yeah. anyways. Um, but yeah, the hot chick was was didn't I didn't I don't hold that in a high regard. 
And I think maybe it was just he didn't, Norm McDonald didn't feel like, if, by doing this, he becomes kind of like that character who just keeps showing up in these movies. He's kind of becomes Adam Sandler's like an Adam Sandler guy when he wanted to be a Norm McDonald guy because okay. uh, he was completely different than the rest. rest he of was the really, he was really different than the rest of them. Like it really worked in Billy Madison. Yeah. Uh, it really worked in, um, I don't think he showed up in Happy Gilmore either. Or Waterboy or any of that. It was in Happy Gil- It wasn't Billy Madison where he played one of the stoner friends. That was mm-hmm. really funny. Because there's also still that scene, too, with Norm and Chris Farley where they're eating the kids' lunches <laughs> on the field trip. So, it's so random. It's like, where the hell does Norm come from? So are they eating the lunches? So, so like, something like that, like, you know, Norm McDonald's doing, and you know, it makes it, it makes sense. But then, like, what do you do in the next movie? Do you just prize that character again or um, do you try to do something else? I feel like he was just always, he would rather do something else. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other movies that like really stand out to me with Norm. And the only things that really come up are obviously Dirty Work. I do like Screwed, even though I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Um, The only part I do remember comes from Danny DeVito where... I remember the cops are outside a building and stuff when Danny Vito's like, I got warrants. And he jumps into one of those fold up beds into a <laughs> wall and he just disappears. <laughs> and, and Danny DeVito is fantastic anyways. And he really started showing his acting chops once he became a complete member of Always Sunny. Yeah. Um, but he's always been great. Um, and that's about it. You know, like as far as like headlining a movie. I can't really think of anything else that Norm did, but what he did do left a lasting impression. He did. Um, he. I know there's got to be more. Yeah, that I'm missing. The only other ones he did, you know, he he did some voice voices. He was in Deuce Bigelow, Mel Gigolo. So it was going back to that, yeah. but he was it was just an uncredited uncredited cameo. Just mm-hmm. he played a bartender. Um, he was actually in the Animal. Okay. <laughs> Damn. Dude, he chose the wrong pony, it seems like. Um, <laughs> or he was a mob member, just doing a cameo. Mm-hmm. Um, damn, he was in he was in Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, but just all cameos. That's all cameos, right. I mean, if you look at his leading role stuff, there, there can't be, I don't think mm-hmm. there's much, there's sadly. Not. There isn't, no. There isn't, so... <clears throat> Yeah, really, really dirty work was about it. Um, mm-hmm. So, which, you know, you leave him wanting more. And I guess that's what he did. Yeah. I mean, because that movie, and again, going back to it, that movie to me, I can at least go back and watch that, but yeah. I can't go back and watch Deuce Bigelow. No, no. Or The Animal, but I can go back and watch Screwed. And- I think it's probably about time to wrap it up. Yeah. Bobby, final thoughts on Dirty Work? Um, always remember kids that OJ Simpson killed two people and got away with it. <laughs> yep. We love you, Norm. Yep. This goes out to you, OJ. Time to pay the fiddler, whore! <laughs> All right. Follow us on uh, Instagram. Uh, we will be back next week with next something week, else. Something. Thank you. Oh, you Thank got you. a dead Bye. hooker in the trunk. <laughs>
What? No! It can't be! Yes, it was. It was a dead hooker. It wasn't a dead hooker! Hell, I know a dead hooker when I see one. What's happening? Hey, folks. Yeah, come on hey, down. Hey, here's another dead hooker in this That's... truck. What? Oh, my goodness! What are you doing? I've never seen so many dead hookers in all my life! Lord knows I have. I can remember a time. Hey, look. There's Mitch on TV. Oh, yeah. There's Mitch. And there's the Saigon whore that bit my nose off! These are nice cars! These are luxury automobiles! I got a whole place! They're fully loaded! They're loaded with dead hookers! You're seeing things! Don't shoot this! This is not part of the commercial! Is some jerk making your life miserable? You want revenge? Call 555-0187. Let us do your dirty work! And we're clear! Wake up, slut! Well, well, well. We meet again. Nosebiter! Time to pay the fiddler, whore!